Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Welcome to So That Just Happened, a podcast for those who have lost their person and want to find themselves. I'm Carly Cooper, a single mom, widow, coach, author, and chronic truth seeker. My superpower is finding the funny, the hope, and the silver lining in any shit situation. This podcast is for the purpose of education only and is not a replacement for therapy. If you need additional support, please seek out a trained professional for help with your specific situation. Let's get to it, shall we? On today's episode, I have the absolute honor and pleasure of chatting with my great friend, Lisa Sunshine, who is also the co-founder and creator of Sunshine and Broccoli, as well as a proud wife, entertainer, and mom of two boys, Zayd and Baron, bringing joy, style, positivity, and sunshine to all. Her body-positive and all-inclusive warm personality attracts women and parents countrywide. Her flair for style, fashion, and beauty has made her a natural lifestyle influencer to her fans and followers. And now, with Zayd and Baby Baron in tow, she's just getting started as a new mom with the drive and passion to support, motivate, and entertain other moms going through the stages of motherhood by her side. She's also part of Sunshine and Broccoli, and they have been entertaining children and parents alike with their infectious enthusiasm and energetic pop rock songs for the past 17 years. With multiple performances on the Global Morning Show, as well, featured interviews with CP24, SiriusXM, News Talk 1010, City TV, and Rogers TV, this award-winning children's musical entertainment duo have rocked out shows across the country and have had audiences singing and dancing along to their six-hit studio albums. To follow them, I will post all the information in the show notes, um, but you can follow sunshine on instagram at sunshine l sunshine and broccoli on facebook sunshine and broccoli and you can also go to their website at www.sunshineandbroccoli.com okay so i have the honor and privilege of interviewing not only a music sensation and a Juno nominated singer, but also one of my closest, deepest, dearest friends ever. My soul sister, truly, 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 truly. Lisa Sunshine, how the heck are you? Oh my gosh. I mean, could this be a bigger honor? When you said like soul sister, I feel like it goes like deeper than that. Oh, we go deep we go into deep. the inners, into the innards and not for the young at heart. But um, so let's just give a little like behind the scenes through the polka dot door journey of how we came to be soul sisters. And then we're going to go deep. We're going to we're going to let the people hear what you and I do on the daily, like on. obviously censored because exactly. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. But um so I'll tell my story, then you can tell your story. You okay, go first. So, <laughs> of course, I'm going to go first. Um, so we met in the summer of 1994. Lisa was a gorgeous song bird at the age of 14. And I was first year staff at a summer camp that we obviously both went to. Um, I think I was probably 19, maybe. Um, and... That summer, I got to not only meet Miss Sunshine, Little Miss Sunshine, but also I got the, to write a song for her. And I'm not going to bore you on the details of why that came to be, but let me just say it was some of my best work ever. And it was, um, what is that sound? Do you hear all that feedback? It's my lawnmower. Oh, okay. So the, the people here. listening, if you're hearing like, we are in like a car wash right now. It's actually the sound of a lawnmower outside, but we- Our gardener decided to come at 2.15 on the dot. When yes, we were and she's so busy that 
fuck it. We're just doing it. And you're going to just have to forgive the sound. This on is this just episode. how we roll. This it is, is how, how, this is how we, we roll. So roll. lawnmower, let's do this. Let's do it. Okay. Um, so I wrote a song for her. She sang the shit out of it. It was like amazing. And then life happened, right? Like we're six years apart. So at that time, it's like we're living two completely different worlds and I'm staff and she's camper. And it would be highly inappropriate for me to be best friends with a 14 year old at the time. <laughs> um, but as life goes on and, you know, experiences happen, age doesn't matter anymore. And that's what kind of happened to us when Sunshine and Broccoli came to Camp Tamarack. I don't even know what year it was. And um, you were performing and my late husband, as you know, Mark Cooper was a director of Camp Tamarack. And so I hadn't like, no disrespect, but like I hadn't really thought of Lisa Sunshine in God knows how many years and whatever. And then I think I saw you across a lake. Like you were, I was like on a path and you were in the lake and I was like, okay, am I listening to the angels singing right now and the sky's opening? Because that's kind of how I felt. And I don't know why, because I didn't really know you at that point, like other than me writing a song for you when you were 14. But I just, I don't know. I felt like instantly like drawn to you. So I like, if it was in a movie, it would be in slow motion. But I walked to you <laughs> waiting in the water and um, and we just started talking. And literally from that day on, it has been a love like I can't describe. It has been a sacred safe space like I am so grateful to have. And, um, you know, since then, we've been on yoga retreats together. We've just like We've just done it all. Okay. That's my version. You're going to be like, I don't remember a fucking thing. Who the hell are you? <laughs> or no, not. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> Did I get some of it right? <laughs> no, you got, it actually was like bang on, but from like a camper point of view, let's okay, talk. Go. So that was my first summer at camp. Mm. I had switched camps. Um, and, you know, I had these talents, but I wasn't really like out there with them because I was like the new kid at camp. And then end of summer comes on and it's our turn to do the show at camp. And I go to my auditions and I sing and I get casted with this awesome part. Um, Wait, can I just clarify for the people who have never been to camp before? And this is not taking away at all from your talent because if any of you know you, like you know that she's legit, like for real, but a camp audition for a camp play, it's basically like... If you have a pulse and you can hit the range, you got the part. <laughs> but it was also like, like such a, a thing to me because I always sang. Right. I don't remember like people really knowing that. Right. And then if you're listening and you went to camp, you will, me and my camp friends still sing this song to this day. And you say, I only spread where I want to. Okay, but let's clarify because out of context, context that sounds horrible, especially for a 14-year-old girl. So again, <laughs> let me just clarify that that summer I was writing a parody of camp and what happens. And that happened to be the first summer where peanut butter was banned. Like it was like, the first summer where there were like nut allergies and now like it ruined it for the rest of the world. And so I wrote a song with a friend of mine. I, I won't take full credit um, to the song stay by Lisa Loeb, right? Which sunshine just sang. Um, but I did it from a perspective of peanut butter and jam being star crossed lovers and not really being able to be together. So the spread where I want to, <laughs> For context <laughs> is really the peanut butter saying he wants to be spread wherever he wants to on bread. <laughs> if you, but now he camp, can't be. If you so went let to me camp just say, summer, you yeah. would you would know exactly like me and my camp girlfriends still sing every word to that song. It is a legendary song. Thank you. But then. <laughs> Same with you. Like I loved you. P.S. You were not my counselor. You were the counselor of the kids next. Correct. To me. But you, I, no offense to them. I only remember you. <laughs> literally, I loved you. I remember loving you. And then same, like our lives went on. And then years later, um, Sunshine and Broccoli were directing uh, the camp play at Tamarack. 
and we saw each other. I don't remember being in the lake. However, I do remember this like slow love fest run and it was like, oh my gosh. And then we were up there, I think for 10 days and you and I just like completely hit it off. And we're like, yeah, this, we, we, we soul sisters. Like we, from then on, it was like such a love fest and like, you're right, like yoga retreats. And we did every summer, like for a few summers, we went on a yoga retreat. We like sang our little tushies off in the car. Yes. We uh, missed an exit because we, I remembered you were driving and we were singing, uh, say something right. And what, one of the many things, let me just say one of the many million things that I love about sunshine is that, I mean, again, I will keep saying her voice is angelic. It's like off the charts, like for reals. And I'm like at the best of times can sing in the car, carry the tune, da, 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 da. But she always makes me feel as if I am worthy enough to sing with her. So I always take the low. She takes the high, Opvi. And we were driving to a uh, yoga retreat. She was driving. And the song Say Something came on. And it was the build of like, you know, at the end and the music is going and the harmony. And like, we were so into it that I knew because I was the navigator. I don't think it was like we had ways yet. And I knew we were about to pass our exit, but I couldn't fucking drop that moment because I felt it in my innards so deep that I wasn't going to ruin the moment of the note. And we missed our exit. And the funniest, I was like, we, you're like, we miss our exit. I'm like, well, why didn't you tell me? You were like, we were so deep in harmony. <laughs> and you have to know, like when you sing with a professional and you don't get that opportunity, you fucking, you go 25 minutes out of your way. It's not a big Literally, deal. And we didn't care. We had the best time. We didn't care. Anyway. Okay. So let's talk about, cause I know we can like go off the rails and just like, you know, and then people are like, what the fuck am I here for? But, um, I want to rein it in, um, because again, we've created this sacred space and what that looks like for us is, I don't know, even know, like, was it in 2020 or like, it was, it was, was during it, COVID. It was, during, it was COVID. during COVID. So Mark was still around. And so it was just like, I don't know, we just started doing voice memos every day and like checking in and we didn't even like make this declaration of like, okay, let's start this today. It just sort of like organically came to be. And every morning, I think maybe we've missed one or two, like in the course of the three years. And every morning, one of us will just initiate a check-in and, but it's not just like a, Hey, how are you? Let's list five gratitudes. It's <laughs> literally like, you know, Hey babe. And then like we just get fucking in it and like some days it's like yes this is what my day is and you know it's just like for whatever reason like we just share our day and sometimes it's like this is like I'm in the shit right now I'm feeling it here it is no judgment no censorship like raw and real and sometimes like I'm light and you're dark and sometimes you're dark and I'm light or I think I, I just said the same thing twice whatever you know what I mean <laughs> sometimes you know like I'm in it you're great and vice versa and we're just there for it and I just want to say like why do you like how did that even come to be because again I don't think we just said like this declaration declaration I just I don't know. Like, what do you, what do you remember? Like, how it started, or why? Well, I it think started? Like, one thing that's really important to share with people is that we were a safe place for each other, kind of right away. We yeah. both were on this soul journey, and that's maybe. I mean, if you follow me and you know that I'm like really into this place of like self discovery, always working on myself, um, really self aware, and mm -hmm. get triggered often. <laughs> like, that's yeah. just. <laughs> I'm getting and, a shirt saying I love life, but get triggered often. <laughs> Beware. Back the fuck true. up. <laughs> it really is. So we've always been on this journey and like every yoga retreat we went on and every like we were always each other's very safe place and just got each other. Um, and I feel like we've always been deeper than most. most. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. let's be clear. And sometimes we're like, why? And 
why do we have to do this work all the time? Mm-hmm. And I think what's really interesting is, and I was thinking about this today, there is rarely a time where like you're high and I'm low and vice versa. Like we are always at different places. It's not like we're both low at the same time. We're both, I mean, high at the same time we are because like life is, yeah. you know, obviously there's so much like joy and gratitude in life, but the cool part is I don't remember when we started the voice notes. I agree with you. It was the most organic thing. Um, and every day, like we would literally, like, I remember you would start them off. Now I start them off, but it's literally a check-in like, Hey, what's going on? This is what's going on. This came up for me. Or like, I'm so excited about this or whatever it is. It's this sacred, sacred place that I feel like honored to be a part of because I just don't feel like so many people have this place where it's like, and and sorry, the voice notes go back and forth. So we like each other feedback and we are like, oh, I noticed this because last week you felt this and it's a really awesome organic space. Yeah. And what I love so much about it too, is that, and, and is that, and I think this is just because of who we are and the mutual love and respect we have for each other. But it's like, you can tell me things that are just like so um, celebratory about your life. And it doesn't feel like bragging. It doesn't feel like any of that. And I am fucking down for it. Like, I want to hear every detail. And same with me. It's like, I wouldn't go out and necessarily speak highly of myself in certain ways. And when we do it, we're doing it from a place of like, look at how far we've come, right? It's not like a braggy space. And that's why I think we're so down for it because we're proud of each other, you know, and we can even say, I'm proud of myself because of all the work we've done. Or what I also love about it is that there's no judgment. So, you know, you and I are two people who are constantly doing the work and constantly trying to improve. And we're so self-aware and we're so sensitive and all the things that when we feel the heavy and we allow it and we know that it's like, I'm not like, Oh, Lisa's being a victim and da da da. I'm like, no, you're allowed to feel that. And I want you to have this space because I think in our outside world, not that we're pretending and not that we're, being anything that we're not, but I don't think it's, it, at least for me, it doesn't feel safe to share it in this way with everybody. Not because, you know, maybe it's just because of the work they have or haven't done, or maybe it's just, that's the relationship. So I don't know. I just, I too am so grateful for this space because it, I think allows us to really be who we are, good, bad, and ugly without judgment, censorship, shame, anything. I just want to say I'm with you hundred percent, but I want to say what's so cool. We both have had loss, right? Like yeah. we both, I lost my father and six months later lost my grandmother. And of course you lost Mark. And I think when you delve into a place that's like really deep and that nothing is off limits and we are woo woo together like yeah we will write each other and be like oh my god i'm like a cardinal lives in my house like i know who that is and you will write me like i saw this bunny oh my god you have to hear the story and we're both like shivers blown away yeah and and this is kind of like our life like when people see us in real life and we like embrace each other they're like okay something's going on there (laughs) like we (laughs) It's honestly, it's honestly like the world stops. You and I embrace, we sway to only music that's in our heads. And it's like, yeah, it's like for a while. And I do like, you're taller than me. You have more of an ample bosom and I love to just nuzzle on in there. And it doesn't like when we see each other, I'm like, I just can't wait for you to nuzzle in my (laughs) bosom. It's some of the best sleep I've ever had, but I, it's, it's truly, uh, it's an amazing thing. And it's, it, it is, I think now that you think, now that I think about it, cause I am not paying attention to anybody's reaction to it, but it is probably strange, especially because we do it in public. <laughs> and people like, look at us like, are they good? We're like, we're, no, we're so good. <laughs> are you good? Because I've never been better. Um, it is, it is this like soul sister times a million. It is like, 
And, and I highly recommend it is what I want to say. Well, like, that's the whole point. This isn't yeah. because like, I, we want you to like no. look at us and be like, oh, I wish I was them. No, this the whole point of this is to paint a picture of what it is and how great it is, has been for us. And if you can find that yourself or find your person, um, who you feel the safest with. And it may be your partner and it may be your sister or brother or whoever, or it may be somebody who's in a support group with you or someone who hasn't known you your entire life. But if you can just try and find somebody who you feel safe to wholeheartedly be your authentic self, good, bad, ugly, raw, real, all of it, it truly is a very cathartic therapeutic experience. And I and, think yeah, with healing, like as we heal um, from anything, finding a place that you can show up exactly where you are yes. with no anything is a gift. And like we said, our start is so organically with this every day. And we literally check in every day. You're right. Like I think we've missed like a few, but it's on everything. And I am so grateful because I have two young kids and you have an older son and like, I'll be like, car, this is what I like at drop off today. And you're like, uh, who cares? Like, <laughs> you're like, are you real? Why do you even care? And it is so amazing because you're way ahead of me in that journey. So things that might trigger me now around whatever it is with children, with other moms, with whatever it is, you are just like, none of this matters. And it's so cool because I get it. Just like, let it go. Yeah. And where you've been instrumental for me is when I was starting to date again, because again, everybody knows my story, but you know, Mark and I were together for 27 years and I hadn't been on a date since 1994. And when I finally, um, not that I, I don't think I was ever truly ready for it. <laughs> I kind of got lucky when I decided to, um, think about it. Um, it worked out and I'm in a, an amazing relationship now, but because, you know, this dating thing feels so new for me and you've been instrumental in like, because I think a lot of what you say is like a lot of my journey reminds you of your journey of like with you and your husband now. And so like you, like in many ways, I feel like you're further ahead of me in that department and where I think you and I, um, really complement each other is we have such deep love and respect for each other, but because we've both done so much work, we also have a perspective and I can look at your stuff without the emotional attachment and vice versa. And it's like, we give each other, it's not even tough love because it's not tough. It's, it's just like that. No, this is the perspective. And because we know each other so well, it's like, okay, that's your pattern. Like you're doing that again. And it's like done in such a loving way that it's like, oh, right. Thanks. Not like, fuck you. It's more like, yes, thank you for seeing that. Or thank you for hearing. Like we say this all the time. Thank you for hearing me. Like, thank, thank you, you for, for just like, it. thank you for getting it. Because yeah. again, we know, I know when I'm being a victim, you, nobody needs to tell me that because I don't allow myself to live in that space for too long. But sometimes like, I need to be there and I want to be there. And so I just say to you like, okay, I know what you're going to say because I know it, but I need to say this anyway. And I need to be in this dark place anyway. And I think what's so beautiful about what we have is that we both have that permission to just show up as we are, even when we know it's not how we want to be. But let's pull it back to like really why we're here, right? Like let's pull it back to like, showing up authentically showing up exactly where you are with the highs and the lows really allows us a space to heal and yes. i think that we have come so far like yeah. so far think of like when we started this in covid to like where we and we'll tell each other that we'll be like oh my god you have come so far and like things came up for me this weekend that were old and felt like and you're like, okay, like here we are again, but not in a judgmental way. You're like, okay, this is what, this is your pattern with that. And I was like, fair enough. And I think both of us have been able to move through things so much faster. Yeah. 
because of this space, because the space and the space could be really anything. I think it's finding someone that exactly what we said that you trust and it could be not someone you would think. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I would caution people is to, you know, don't assume it's your bestie. Don't assume it's your person, like your, your partner, your spouse. It might be, but it might not be because sometimes people with the best of intentions just don't get it or they don't, or you don't feel like you can be a hundred percent you. So really just like be open to being drawn to someone who you feel the safest with, even if they're not the most obvious choice. Um, so let's, if, if you're, you're good going here, um, I do want to talk about the loss part because obviously I went through a tremendous traumatic loss. You went through a terrible, you know, different circumstances, but same like traumatic, terrible loss of your father, who was your person in every which way. And, and then the loss of your grandmother, who was also instrumental. So, you know, without giving too much or, you know, give whatever you want, but, um, how did that impact you? So losing my father was the worst thing that could have ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. Um, my dad was my life. My dad was my person. My dad was my best friend. My dad was my biggest support. My dad was front and center at every show. Everybody knew my dad. Um, my dad got diagnosed with dementia right before I met my husband, actually Mm -hmm. the summer I met my husband, Mm -hmm. um, Avi and I started dating and then we got the news in August. I believe that my dad was diagnosed with frontal lobe dementia. Dementia was not in my family. Mm-hmm. It was not, I mean, I, I, I was in denial for a very long time. Um, I think what, how it impacted me was that I show up like very sunshiny, cheery. Mm-hmm. And no one would have known what we went through for three years. Yeah. Um, meaning um, my dad was very much declining and I was there basically almost every day and I had my son um, and my dad was around for the first year of his life. And so, you know, being a new mom and also having a very um, sick dad who was declining drastically and although he was able to take part in this joy, it wasn't the way that I was hoping for in my life. So losing my dad, I mean, it wasn't a way for him to live by, by the end of his life. Yeah. Was he supposed to go then? He was not. Um, did he go very peacefully? He literally just went to sleep. Um, and the crazy thing is, and you and I are like really big on signs and really big on that stuff. My son turned one December 7th. I turned 40 December 9th and my dad died December 13th. Mm. So it was, it was a crazy time. I had to shut myself off from the world. I had to escape. Um, and it was, it was awful. It was awful. Um, from that I've gained a tremendous amount of spirituality I've always had, but I really feel my dad with me most days. I talk to my dad all day long. I get signs from my dad. Mm-hmm. And then six months later, my grandmother passed. And yeah. these two human beings were like massive in my life, massive in my life. And, you know, when we talk about like being proud of each other, like, there is no one that was more proud of me than my dad. None. And like everything I'm doing in my career, it's not that I don't feel like people are proud of me. I just know that he was so proud of me. Like I was his, um, like it was so everything, he made a big deal about everything. And so did my grandmother. Um, So, you know, going back to us, it is having that space for, I often will say to you, well, my dad would have been so proud or, and it's true and it's true. So, um, how do you go through that kind of loss? Like it's major loss. Loss is loss. Grief is a beast. Yeah. Um, And it's been over three years 
And most days I can't believe that he's not here. My grandmother was 90, almost 98. And I, it doesn't matter that she was almost 98 and I had 42 years with her or 41 years with her. She was a massive instrumental part of my life. Yeah. Um, so now I move through in a different way. Um, I see them in my kids. I talk about them all the time. I see them, you know, in signs. I know that I have angels, like major angels watching me. Um, you know, I was in a major car accident a few months ago. And at first I was so mad at my dad. I was so mad. I was like, how could daddy let this happen? And everyone's like, he saved you. Like mm -hmm. he actually saved you. Um, so, you know. Well, that and that's such an important perspective shift, right? And I think that that's so key because you know, with anything, you can look at it in one of two ways. You can, and just to simplify, you can look at it in the negative way, or you can look at it in the positive way. And of course, like there's nothing positive about death or a car accident or anything like that, but you can look at it as, okay, well, it could have been a lot worse or, you know, we did walk away relatively unscathed. I mean, of course there could be trauma or physical things or whatever, but you're alive and you're more than alive. Like you're, you're okay. And thank God you guys are okay. Um, but I think that is a really great perspective shift of like, from going from like, how can you do this to me to, okay, thank you for, for saving us you know, in that way. And I think that that's such a key thing uh, in terms of like shifting perspective for anything that happens that's can be looked at as negative or hard. And you don't necessarily get there right away. It could take time and, you know, to gain that perspective. But I know that that's what helped me move through a lot of my grief was just trying to find the lessons and how this was here for me and, all of that. And so what what are some of the things that you did or some perspective shifts or that just helped to move you through your darkest times? Well, I think what I also want to say is that I am a person who really believes everything happens for a reason and, you know, things happen to you and not for you, not for you, not to you. Um, but I will never say that my dad died for a reason. You will never hear me say that. Mm -hmm. um, and I still struggle with that. I think I have different awareness and different acceptance now around it. Um, and moving through grief and darkness is a beast. It's a beast. I think allowing myself to go there, allowing myself to feel so sad. Um, I was like, when it happened, I didn't want to see anyone. I didn't want to talk to anyone. It was, it was really, it was only the very few and you were one of them who were really my safest, safest places. And I think that, you know, what can we do and how can we show up for people who have lost someone? I mean, checking in is huge. I really took the advice of somebody who said like, don't alienate yourself because people's lives move on as we know right? In our culture, we, you know, have a period of, um, we sit Shiva for a week and I couldn't even do that. We did, but we did it with my immediate family. So we couldn't even have, um, our friends and family and people who knew them. I mean, my grandmother, we did, but I think it's moving through it at your own pace. That's yeah. what I think. I think it's owning where they, where you are at the sadness and the pain have to be felt. Yes, I agree. And what came up for me and take it or leave it. And I hope you take this in a positive way. Um, when you said you'll never hear you say that it happened for a reason. And I agree. Like, I, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not saying anything about that, but what popped into my head was if I had to find a reason, if I had to find a reason, what came up for me was it is now forcing you to learn to stand on your own two feet. For right? sure. Said that and yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think that it's, it's about you stepping into your own 
power and your own strength and, you know, learning how to depend on yourself. And while it's amazing to have that support of another person, I'm not saying you have to take on the world yourself and never ask for help, but having that confidence and that knowing that whatever comes your way, you can handle, I think is a huge gift, whether you want to accept it or not, it's a huge gift. No, I think you're absolutely right. Like, I think that it's, it's, listen, I always say it's a club that I, I wish I was not a part of, Mm -hmm. Uh, but there are so many in this club and so many who understand. Um, And I'm with you. I think moving into my own, I remember when my dad died, I was, I was really a scared little girl. Like Mm -hmm. I, I was a mom. So I had to show up as a mom every day. And I remember feeling the guilt of like laughing because he was a baby and he was funny and doing like, and I remember during the day, like, you know, being a mom. And then as soon as I put him to bed, I would get into bed and almost want to hide under my covers. And I became this scared little girl. Yeah. And I think as I've moved through and like to where I'm at now, where I am very much um, evolved in such a different way, it's, it's the evolution of grief. It's the ebbs and the flows and the highs and the lows. And sometimes things trigger me or I feel great sadness when I would never think that I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just accepting it all and, and surrendering to it and allowing it. And that's just the key without judgment. It's like, okay, today I expected to be a bad day, but yesterday was worse type of thing, you know, for whatever yeah. reason. And it's also, I I just want to touch on this because some people are not sharers Mm -hmm. and they deal with their things and they've been conditioned that way to deal with their things and they keep things in. I am the opposite. (laughs) Like I have to get things out. I think I spent a lot of time in my head that I don't want anything to be in my head. So I must share and I must get that out. And I think that our space and other spaces that I do have with people and friends that I really trust and connect to is that I can get things out. And that has been a huge part of my healing because one, people who understand it, two, people who I can share with like zero judgment, um, that has been like huge, 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 huge in my healing. Yeah, me too. And I used to be somebody who would keep it all in, figure it out myself. And I still do that to some degree, but I have become a lot more vocal and I'm somebody who needs to resolve things very quickly now um, because I, I, I don't want the repressed feelings anymore. I don't want the implications physically of what that looks like mentally, emotionally, like I'm, I'm over it. It's awful. Like it's awful. It's awful. And so while I'm still like somewhat private, even though I've made a podcast about it, but I'm still like, I'm in control of what I want to share. Right. And so I am more vocal about my journey, but there will still always be things that I'm never going to talk about. I might with you or I might with like my trusted people, but not publicly. And, you know, and, and that's okay too. Um, so I just want to touch on something that we've, we, you and I talk a lot about. Um, and because I think we, we handled our grief similarly. Like I say that I cocooned and I didn't, you know, I wasn't working for over a year and a half. I didn't post on social media. Like only the people who truly know me, like heard from me and I needed the quiet and I needed the isolation to some degree. And I'm, because I'm a sensitive empath, I need space and alone time as well. However, I also crave connection and I know that you're the same in that way. And that, and, and when we feel disconnected from our partners, our whoever, other relationships, ourselves, like I'll speak for me, like I feel like totally lost and and even disconnected spiritually. Like there are times where I'm just like, oh my God, I can manifest like anything right now. And then there's other times where I'm just like, where the fuck is everything? <laughs> like, hello, 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 right? Like I'm just sort of like, what? is happening, but I have that awareness and I know what it feels like to feel disconnected. So can you speak to that and like how important 
connection is for you in terms of also healing? Ah, we talk about this all the time. I think the word connection is so amazing because I don't think I really, really knew what it meant until the last like many years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like a high, like it's almost like a spiritual high um, when, you know, we are in control of who we spend our time with, who we connect to, who makes us feel good, who doesn't make us feel good. And I think that for me as a mom, like it came up for me a lot because I am the type of person that I'll connect to people and they'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe I just told you that. Like, no, I don't tell anyone that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I hear this all the time. Oh yeah. Right. I'm the same. Like when I'm yeah. in the grocery line, I'm like, I don't even know yeah. you, but I know your cycle. Like all exactly. of a sudden, like what? <laughs> I'm just buying bananas, but okay. It's true. And yeah. people will say like, oh my God, I've never told anyone that. And I, A, am honored because I think it's a real gift to be able to be a person who's really not judgmental. Nothing shocks me and like, bring it on. Like, yeah. tell me something I don't know. You know? <laughs> or I haven't thought 18,000 times. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I think for me, like, for example, like becoming a new mom and one in, in what I do, um, I know a ton of our community and I love when I like run into people in the morning and I, you know, after drop off, or I'm running into Starbucks. Like I love connection and I, um, really try to show up authentically. Um, and so when I don't feel connected and that is spiritually, and that is in my life, I'm always like, what's going on? Like, what's wrong with me? You know, I say this all the time. I'm like, what is going on? But when I feel connected to people, places, and things, Mm -hmm. um, it's a game changer for me. So connection is, is key, but it, it takes work Mm -hmm. and it really is tuning into like, oh, do I feel good around this person? Or do I not feel good around this person? Do I feel good in this space that I'm in right now? Or do I not, you know, and spiritually I'm with you. Like I can be like thinking of someone when I'm connected we talk about this also all the time. When I am like spiritually connected, I could literally be thinking of someone and five minutes later they walk into Starbucks or like, I'm like, oh my God, I got to get that person's email. And then they send me an email and then I'm like, okay, here we are. Like we are on track. And there's sometimes I do not feel it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And there are times too, like where I felt very connected to Mark and then other times not. And that's also okay um, in my own way because of my own journey and own experiences with it. But um, yeah, for me, it's connection is an interesting thing because it is so necessary and important for me but it's also like, I can't connect with every single person I meet. I don't want to. And I don't, and and I don't think we're meant to. I don't and think so we're meant to either. We're not. And so I think it's really important to discern for yourself and be honest with yourself and be like, okay, God bless you on your way, but that's not my person. I don't connect with them because for me, it feels so much worse to be amongst those that I don't connect with than for me to be alone. I would rather be alone than in a room full of people that I don't feel drawn to. And again, I'm not saying every interaction I have has to be deep and like, you know, like I have the ability to hang out with people and just like have fun at a party and like not have to like go in a corner and like meditate. But I'm just saying like, I I know, like I've learned who I can tell what to and what feels good. And, and I'm still learning. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I thought that I would get more from that person and it's disappointing. But when I continue to make that mistake with the same person, then that's on me. It's not on them anymore. They've shown me who they are time and time again. So it's really like, that's why I come back to this sacred space is that I know that I at least have you (laughs) as that person to just be able to be like, okay, here it is. Like, we don't even need to say good morning. It's just like, let's just get into it. Um, good and bad and, um, not even bad, but you know what I mean? And, um, yeah. So I I agree. I don't think we're supposed to connect to, to everyone. I think that there is something about showing up honestly and authentically that allows people, you know, I, I'm going to say like 15 years ago, 
no, maybe like 10 to 15 years ago, um, I remember I was seeing a therapist and she'd always say to me, well, you, you're showing costumed up, costumed up. And I was like, what does that mean? Because I like to like, you know, get dressed and do my hair and makeup. Like, does that what it means? But now I totally get what that means. It's about showing up without the like, like, I don't feel like I have to be on all the time, even though my job is very on. Yeah. Like, I'm on stage, I am on. It is authentically who I am, I'm on. But when I show up in the world, generally, to be honest, you know me, I my biggest pet peeve is inconsistency. Like, I really struggle with that yeah. because I show up really consistent. And yeah. that doesn't mean that I'm like hunky-dory, rainbows, unicorns all the time. Not at all. It just means when I see somebody, I'm like, hi, how are you? But I've realized that that's also a gift because mm -hmm. I will always be consistent. I will yeah. always be consistent when you see me. And I find it, I struggle when people are not consistent because maybe I make it about me. I'm like, oh, really? Like, why? I don't get it. Like, you know, I say this to you often. I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, no, and it's true. But it's like, why? You know, I think the key is if we can get to a place where we truly, I mean, I, I've come here in certain areas of my life, but I'm not here entirely, where we can truly just be like confident enough in our own skin to know who we are and, and how we're showing up and realize that if we're not getting it back, then it's really not about us if we truly haven't done anything and to just not give a shit. And I'm not saying I'm entirely there yet, but I think that's where I'm working towards is truly just not giving a shit and not saying that in the sense that I don't care about people or I'm not going to care about people and like, just make it about me, but I'm going to start to not make it about me <laughs> for we every both, little thing. Right. We both have come like leaps and bounds with that. I think for sure. I but mean, there's still work. work. Yeah. I certainly struggle with like making it about me when it's not like we're all entitled to show up whatever way we want to show up. Um, and another big thing for me is letting people deal with their own shit and me not having to take it on as my own. And that's been a struggle for me because of just naturally who I am and I'm a better giver and I want to see people thrive and be happy. And, and that also feeds my own safety and my own security and my own like need for like everything to be good. And I recognize that. Um, but it's also just like allowing people to have their own journey and it's hard when those are close people to you and they're in your life and they're not necessarily where you're at or because they haven't done the work or they don't want to or whatever, but that's their journey and their choice. And it's just finding that happy place to land, <laughs> which some days I'm better at than others. <laughs> no kidding. Sometimes I, I land on memory foam and sometimes <laughs> it's on fucking spikes, but <laughs> I land. But we move through it differently. Yes. We know more. We move through it in a very different way than we used to. And I speak for both of us because we really do. Like I had a situation this weekend, like I said, that made me feel like right back to like 12 years old. But the truth is I I, I don't hold it anymore. Like I, I'm able to move through it in a way that like I'm not talking about it today. Right. Right. And I'm not going to make you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us everything. Go. <laughs> Well, I just want to say, like, again, I tell you this a gazillion times, but I am so grateful for you, for us, for this space, for allowing me to be the alto to your soprano, to just really like letting me truly be me, because I think that just this space that we hold for each other and that the love that we have for each other is just like, I do wish everybody could have it. I really do. And I hope that the people listening have it or if not create it because it really was created and nurtured. I mean, yes, we are both here for it and that's the start, but at the same time, it takes effort on both parts. And, you know, I'm not like keeping score. You're not keeping score saying, well, I checked in with her first yesterday, so she's got to check. Like, no, it's like, if you got something to say, say it, it doesn't matter who goes first. Um, and I just really appreciate it. And you've been an instrumental part 
of my life and my healing. And so I'm just, I thank you for that. And I'm grateful for you and I love you. Oh, I'm taking that all in. I really am. And like ditto to absolutely everything. It is a gift and you're so right. Like it really came out of nowhere and it's a place that just allows us to be and love on each other so hard through it all. Mm-hmm. And I also am so incredibly grateful and I'm just, I'm so even grateful to just like, sh- like talk about it with you and like share our, you know, love fest and, and inspire people to exactly like, like because just, I don't share. think like we have a lot of mutual friends and I don't even know if they know that we do this. Like, Probably I don't not. like, why should yeah. I? Well, yeah, because <laughs> we don't want to make everybody jealous. <laughs> no, but like, it's yeah, I think this is kind of like our coming out party. <laughs> Welcome. Anyways, welcome to the party. We used um, to start with like the morning report, remember? Oh, I would call you Zazu. That's yeah, right. Zazu. You're like, hi, Zazu. This is the morning report. What's the morning report? Yeah, but we moved on from that because it wasn't always in the morning and then it stopped making sense. Yeah. But I might bring it back every now and then. I love when you when you when you're like, I'm coming at you at <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> live and in color. <laughs> um, okay, I know where I can find you, but where can other people find you? Tell us everything. Um, so my business page is at Sunshine and Broccoli, sunshineandbroccoli.com. Sunshine is S-O-N-S-H-I-N-E. And my personal page where it's way more authentically me is at sunshine l s-o-n-s-h-i-n-e-l okay i will post that in the show notes because yeah i forget these things um sorry that was my son that came in not yet (laughs) thanks hi um so yeah so thank you so much i love you loads and uh I'll message you after this. I was going to say, I'll we'll debrief. Yeah, we'll debrief. Love you, loads. Love you, love you. Bye. Thanks, Thanks bye. for having me. Thanks. Bye. All right, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to this So That Just Happened podcast. I really hope you found value in this episode and that you're walking away with at least one golden nugget that you can implement or feel inspired by. I would be so grateful if you would share it with one friend or family member who is committed to moving forward and transforming their life. Make sure you subscribe so you can catch every new episode. And please leave me a review. It would mean so much to me. Also, follow me on Facebook and Instagram at @coachcarly. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.